Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do another film review. This is going to be for Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings, the next outing from the MCU from Marvel. I'm your host, Matthew. And uh, yeah, as I've written in the title, must see. I think this film is absolutely fantastic. Uh, there's, there's, there's a few things that didn't work, but overall, I think this is a really fantastic film. I think there's some really, really great ideas in here. I love the fact that this character is now part of the MCU. I love that this culture... As part of the MCU, all these characters that are involved in this culture are part of the MCU, um, which is great as well. Uh, and just some really cool stuff in here. I thought the fighting was fantastic. I thought that the characters were really interesting, uh, especially some of them that like could have been a lot worse. Um, there's there's a couple of things here and there that that didn't work for me. I thought that maybe um, there's there's some mixed parts for me with this story where some of some of it really worked and I was like, I was like okay that's a pretty good like bit of backstory and everything but some of it is a little bit um basic on certain levels but then it does have a good mixture of both of those things if if that makes sense um i think the idea on their own of these rings that you can like basically shoot are really really cool what you can do with them the way that the characters were fighting with these rings i thought was excellent um yeah that was a really good and seeing seeing this film as as i was watching this film and thinking okay yeah this is actually a marvel film this is an mcu film because I'll, I'll admit at certain points in this film i forgot i sort of forgot that this was a marvel film um because it is something i think so different and that goes to really credit the mcu in a way of like some people look at these films you know just comic book films not just marvel but dc and other comic book films and think like that they're all kind of the same thing which already kind of wasn't the case because you've already got a lot of different things out there like logan and deadpool as opposed to just your normal justice league or avengers film and this really takes that idea of doing something different and really really changes things up um it's funny because you watch some of this film, and thinking like, okay, this was this was kind of what not not in the same cultural aspect, but this is kind of what Iron Fist should have done in a way like that that martial arts angle of the MCU. Obviously, that was like a Netflix thing or whatever disconnected, but still, it's still it was still a Marvel thing, and it still didn't really work for that. Um. But yeah, the fighting bits in here are fantastic. I uh, There's like the fight on the train and stuff. I'm going to stay spoiler free for now. But there's like a fight on the train that's really, really cool. Um, seeing uh, how, um, well, he well it's called Cheng chi There's another thing that gets revealed with that a bit later. But uh, I won't go into that. Um, Cheng chi himself is a really cool character. And I was just thinking sometimes as I was watching this film. Of the implementation of what we already have in the MCU. How different these characters are in a, in a certain way. And thinking of like... Because sometimes when I'm watching a Marvel anything. Whether it's one of the Disney Plus shows or one of the films. And when it's the case that they're introducing a new character. So like with Shang-Chi and all, all the other, other characters here. You start thinking a little bit about how are these characters going to interact with the ones that we already know. And obviously we've lost a few characters in the MCU over the last couple of years. But we've already gained quite a few and there's been some changes and stuff and like the rebuilding of the Avengers and everything. Um, 
and there's little there's there's parts of that in this film and I thought they were really good um but uh yeah it connects to the MCU in a very very interesting way I thought Abominations kind of inclusion was great I really like the way that um Wong fits into this film I think that's fantastic because I was kind of thinking as well when Wong popped up on the screen I was like oh yeah okay because he's gonna have he's gonna end up telling Doctor Strange in the Spider-Man film at least from the trailer about not doing a certain spell and like I was thinking about that and his kind of inclusion at the moment so that was really good um <clears throat> yeah I thought the characters were were fantastic here as well again just just a very very different thing and it really does go to show that like certain people that say like oh you know all these comic book things are the same or whatever watch this watch this if if you're somebody who's like not sure about like future Marvel films because you've gotten a bit burnt out or you've gotten a bit fed up with like the same stuff or you think that you're seeing the same stuff like with the Avengers films and whatever, this is something very different to to the actual point of where I forgot at certain times that this was a Marvel film and that's not really even a good or a bad thing. Um, I mean, it is kind of a good thing in a way because it's a it's a fresh look at certain characters and it also gives you a bit of an impression as to what the Eternals might be like when they fit in here I mean they're a bit more sort of I mean we don't really know exactly what they're like yet the film's not out but you look, you look at something like Eternals and you look at something like Shang-Chi compared to what we have in the MCU that Shang-Chi sort of compare uh, sorry sort of prepared me a bit more for the different types of characters we might see in Eternals and I thought that worked really great but just just again the idea from Marvel that all these characters are in the same universe they can all see each other at pretty much any point and then putting Shang-Chi into that mix was a really really good really really good thing um but I would say I'd say this film's best quality is um well it's got a lot of good qualities actually like the characters like I said are really good um i think the the putting the because you know when you know when you're looking at certain characters fighting in the mcu and you're looking at the abilities that they've got the things that they can do and not obviously not everybody's got powers so if like hawkeye or uh, iron man those sorts of characters and you look at the way certain characters fight in the mcu and how they deal with certain enemies and then you look at shang chi and you th- you think about how these rings work in this film um that's also something very very different but um yeah because basically this is this isn't really a spoiler basically what it is is you've got well 10 rings you've got five on each arm so obviously it kind of equals it out and stuff and you sort of they like you know do these punches or they sort of do these like twirls or whatever as as they're fighting and they can use they can sort of combine these rings as like whips in a certain way they can sort of shoot them as like blasts or they can kind of like sort of throw them and call them back in a way it's really cool they also do this thing where they sort of point both their arms to the ground and they can kind of use it as a boost i don't think they can fly with these although that would that would make sense if they could Uh, i don't think they can fly with these i think this is a like a just a sort of shooting energy source in a way um so that was really cool as well um what else is there uh and i mean other than you know just shang chi there's some other really cool characters in here that i'll i'll get to as well i think uh katie was really cool i think that um i think it's zailing is a a really cool character you've got uh michelle yo in here as well as as uh ying 
she was great. I mean, it's Michelle Yeoh. She's great in basically everything. Uh, you've also got somebody called Razor Fist. He was really cool. Um, and then, like, a bunch of other characters as well. So, I'm uh, just sort of looking through the cast list and that. Um, some really good uh, characters in here. There's also some stuff in this film about the uh, uh, the Mandarin and Iron Man. Um, now, I've looked at a few articles after I finished watching this. And apparently it sort of corrects certain things with Iron Man. Um, but I, I didn't really sort of notice that, to be honest. Um... I don't know. They sort of slipped by me almost. I'm, I'm not really sure. I, I, I did notice the Iron Man references. But um, but yeah, that was that was cool anyway. So uh, that was really good. Um, but I'm just again looking forward to seeing what was set up from this film. Because that's, that's kind of how the MC works at this point, isn't it? It's sort of... You get told a story. That story gives you a little something. That little something gets carried on to the next TV show or film. And then it just goes on and on from there because if you look at the mcu in a way all these films are sort of sequels of each other aren't they and yeah that obviously makes a franchise but it's the way you can have something like um uh what's an example um it's a way that you can have a certain film connecting to hawkeye for an example i'm not going to spoil which film but it's the way you can have that connecting together. But the Hawkeye TV series isn't called the second one of of that of what that film was. I'm trying not to spoil another film here. Um, but yeah, that's basically what the MCU's turned into, and it's really really cool. And uh, I can't wait to see Shang Chi's future inclusion in uh, in more films. Uh, of course, as well, this is a great film for representation. It's really really good. And 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 I'll say this as well. I, I I've said before with like diversity and representation. If you're going to do something like that in different circumstances, not necessarily with Shang-Chi, and you're going to have, like, people of colour or, you know, LGBTQ people or just, you know, different diverse people, female characters, if it's a if it's a piece of media where you're including the character to just add another character, you need to give that diverse character something interesting to do. Otherwise, yeah. That you give give your character give your important characters purpose and stuff, but I would say with this that this gives again going to back to a point I was making earlier it gives a different angle to the MCU and of course we we've had like similar things before with Black Panther where you've got a very particular like diverse group of characters and stuff which is great. Um, you've probably had it in other films, but Black Panther's the one that jumps to mind. So this is more in the line of something what black panthers trying to do in a way where it's got a very specific like whole group of characters that i that are particularly diverse what i'm talking about is if you've got like uh an avengers film for example um and if you want to include more diverse characters in that again if it's female characters or people of color or asian characters or whatever the case is going to be give them something interesting to do um, whereas with this, when you've already got diverse characters and they've already got interesting things to do because they're characters like Shang-Chi that are already interesting, you've got a bit of a different thing going on there. I, I hope I'm sort of making sense with that. Um, and as a, the point I was trying to lead to with that is seeing something particular and diverse with something like Black Panther and with Shang-Chi 
which have all got characters that are pretty much pretty much all of these characters I think are, are sort of different to me um there's like a couple of white guys and stuff in this film but leading to the point I was trying to make I like to see people in film and tv that are different to me because it gives different perspectives as opposed to the person that I am if that makes sense and again going back to Shang-Chi um they did a really good job of showing me other characters in this case as well so in terms of its basically in terms of its importance of diversity and inclusion and having characters that are different to myself which I very much care about and I want to still see more of because I want different perspectives from this world uh, and especially obviously from the MCU as well um, <clears throat> I really think they did a good job with that and I'm I'm happy with what they uh, came out with here so um, but uh, yeah that's most of the spoiler free stuff I've pretty much got I did I thought it was fantastic really enjoyed it I wasn't like oh my goodness this is phenomenal um, because there is a mixture there's about a 70 30 mixture here of stuff that stood out that I really liked like the whole backstory and stuff and the Shang-Chi um, character and uh, the way that the rings worked and all that sort of thing and it being this like martial arts focused film which was cool um, because th- that, when you are specifically going for that you've got to make sure your fighting scenes are really good and they really were so that stuck out to me quite a bit um, which was again the intention here is it to be focused on martial arts and that worked that was really good um but uh it it has it does have some things that are a little bit more basic um not not sort of like predictable or cliched but just a little bit more a little bit more basic with some of its ideas compared to its other ideas in this film i think um yeah but uh, overall i still thought it's fantastic i wasn't blown away like completely but um I still really enjoyed it very much and I'm looking forward to I'm guessing we'll probably get a Shang-Chi 2 whatever they're going to call it would they call it Shang-Chi and the Legends of the Ten Rings 2 or would they just call it Shang-Chi 2 or they might just give it a different subtitle like you've got um, what's it called Black Panther um, it's not War for Wakanda that was the Avengers expansion um, is it Black Panther Wakanda Forever It was. it's something like that the second film was called isn't it so um, maybe they'll give it a different, like, subheading, I don't know, but we'll see, we'll see when that happens in, like, a few years' time, so, um, but yeah, Shang-Chi is here now, he's in the MCU, he's very, very cool, so are the other characters, and, uh, I'll talk about some of the other stuff in the, uh, spoiler section, but before we do that, let's do some housekeeping, and let you know what else we've been up to on Entertainment Talk, and then we'll go into spoilers, see you in a minute. Hi there and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today 
is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film And we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Okay, recently on Entertainment Talk, yesterday we did our newest uh, Walking Dead episode. That's for season 11, episode 3. And those will be continuing on Wednesdays. Uh, Watching The Witcher has returned for obviously The Witcher podcast. This is talking about the Netflix animated prequel film uh, focusing on Vesemir. It was called Nightmare of the Wolf. You can check that out on the Watching The Witcher feed. I did a podcast called Celebrating Crash Bandicoot's 25th Anniversary, which is actually today, the 9th of September. But I thought I'd put the podcast out because why not? Uh, Put it out a couple of days ago, just running through Crash Bandicoot's history, why I love the character, going up the character, that experience and everything. Talking about maybe the future for the character as well, uh, comparing him to kind of the other um, platformer mascots that we've got, like Sonic and Mario and those sorts of other characters. Um, so yeah, just just kind of breaking down Crash Bandicoot's history and celebrating uh, 25 years. So there's that. Uh, United cast episode this week uh, for the summer um, transfer wrap up for the 21 to 22 or the the 22 uh, summer transfer wrap up had uh, Varan. Um, on uh sorry Varun on uh this episode with uh so he's a new co-host which was great and everything uh and we broke down you know the players that may not have brought and sold we've only sold one player and then loaned out about six but we brought in a few obviously the one big name Cristiano Ronaldo is back at Manchester United and uh, the next game is going to be of course Saturday against Newcastle and we don't know if it's on TV yet so we shall see but uh that was with um Varun, um, and uh, he's going to be hopefully a new co-host for Entertainment Talk, so there's that. Um, Black Lightning Season 4, I did a podcast on that, just wrapping up for the show, because obviously there's no more seasons, and there's no Painkiller spin-off, so we'll see the other characters here and there. Um, That was wrapping up the main show, with Black Lightning being the fourth and final season, so you can listen to my podcast for that. Uh, did a review for uh, Kevin Kneff himself. Whoops, sorry about that. Uh, did, did a review for uh, Kevin Kneff himself. It's an AMC show in the US and Amazon Prime in the UK. Stars Annie Murphy. She's basically sort of like a, a wife to this guy called Kevin, and she has a bad relationship with him. And it breaks down between 
um, sort of her world and his world, her world being the sort of darker side of the story and his world being the uh, the actual multicam sitcom angle. Really, really good. Really, really enjoyed it. Gave that a must-see rating as well. Uh, the American Coach podcast for Ted Lasso. Their season to episode 7. Episode 8 will be out tomorrow, and so will the podcast. So look out for those. Flash is up to season 7, episode 10 for the UK. We've got a podcast for that. Monsters at Work is finished. That's up to season 1, episode 10. And that's pretty much everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Um, Alright, going to go into spoilers for Shang-Chi, so if you don't want to know about the spoilers for this film, if you've not seen it, now is the time when you need to click out the podcast, so either pause the episode, close the app, or whatever you need to do to turn the episode off if you're listening on the website. You can press pause, you can press back, you can click off the browser, or you can click on the homepage and find other content that we've done on Entertainment Talk um, for all of that stuff. Um, I do want to jump to the post credit scene. Uh, just because that's the sort of that that's that's cut arguably the bit that Marvel wants you to focus on at the end of each film is like the bit that they set up for the next one. Um, so Wong is investigating or looking through like scanning one of the rings that Shang Chi has got, um, and he's sort of scanning it. And it's got like numbers and all that sort of thing, and they find that there's a signal um, that is going off. It's for something we don't know what that something is for. So that was cool. Um, and I guess that will be set up for whatever is next. Uh, so what could that signal be for? What could it be for? I haven't actually thought about this too much. Um, so if we think of parts of this story at the moment are things that are lost. Obviously we've got the multiverse which is happening. I wonder if that's for the Eternals. Like that's the Eternals sending some sort of signal and then maybe at the end of Eternals we see them send some sort of signal I'm just thinking of the because I think the next film is the Eternals the next TV series is Hawkeye I think November Um, because I think they're both for November and then there's something else for this year no Miss Marvel got pushed didn't it Uh, to next year Doctor Strange is next year Obviously, you got you got what if happening, but that's not really MCU specific, so it's not gonna, it's not going to be for a what if episode. Um, yeah, I'm wondering. I I think that is there's either to do with something to do with the multiverse breaking, or it's to do with the Eternal sending some sort of signal. Um, I think it might be one of those two things. Um, the multiverse would be a good bet right now, just because of what's happening in the MCU. Um, because it could either be what happened in Loki, it could be what happened in WandaVision, it could be what happened in, um, uh, I, I don't, I don't think that would be to do with what Doctor Strange does, whatever he does in the, yeah, to do with whatever he's doing in the Spider-Man film, um, but no, that, it wouldn't be that either, would it, because that hasn't actually happened yet, so I, I'm going to either say it's going to be something to do with the multiverse, because that's what's happening right now in the MCU, or it's to do with the Eternals. And we'll see that next time. Because I don't think anything in the Hawkeye series is going to be to do with to do with that. Because if you think about it. Um, the Eternals film is going to be to do with like this. Um, I've forgotten the name of what, what the uh, the type they're supposed to be. Um, there's, like a, there's like a certain word of the type of characters that they are. I think it's cosmic or whatever. It, it might it might be a different word. I'm I'm thinking of, um, 
but because they're basically different and we we've seen that from the trailer I'm going to guess it could be, if it's to do with a group of characters I would I would bet that it would be to do with them or it could be to, it could be to do with both actually and I'm not saying that like that's the reason that the Eternals get brought in is because of the multiverse I don't think it's supposed to be to do with that but those two those three things so the multiverse the Eternals and whatever the signal is could all be to do with that I suppose uh, and then Captain Marvel had to actually go off somewhere quite quickly, didn't she? Um, they've sort of used that as almost an excuse with that character. Of like, oh, she's got to go off world and deal with some stuff. So, um, I think it, I think there was some sort of plot point in the Avengers game where like they tried to explain where Captain Marvel was as well. And they said that she was off world. So, whatever. Because um, Bruce Banner was there. Um, I must said Bruce Wayne. But Bruce Banner was there and he, he was trying to work out what was going on with it as well. So that that's some really cool stuff see, to see what um, is going on with these rings and everything. So uh, that was cool. Uh, I want to get into the main, uh, one of the main big parts of this, which is the dad and the, um, uh, there's the tab. I accidentally closed it. Uh, to do with the dad and um, Shang-Chi and the daughter which was called Zayling because Zayling it's uh, X-I-A-L-A-N-G Zayling I think that's how they pronounced it in the film um and then you got Katie who are kind of the two main female characters sort of apart from Michelle Yeoh's auntie character called Ying um yeah you get to see with like what happened with the mum and everything uh, and then the dad kind of went a bit mad, and he said, like, it said something to do with, um, what was it, I've got to pay for, like, the blood with the blood or whatever. Like, a, a blood for blood sort of idea there. Um, but, I don't know, something to do with the way he went about it as well. It was very, very evil, the whole thing, wasn't it? Because that type of story has been done before in certain things, and has come off as a lot more good person revenge focused whereas this seemed to just be feeding into the dad's um evil side and then you get to see kind of like that is pretty much the case later on um it was to do and and then the the obviously the the warning sign from shang chi was to do with when the dad was talking about like i'm gonna burn the village down or whatever it was and then that started the whole like third act with the fight and everything um, there, there's two things that really clash here for me, which is, I like the idea that, obviously there's the very particular element with the family as well, like with all the rings and everything else that's going on, then the circumstances of the mother's, uh, death as well, and then the fact that you've got, um, like the mother might be hidden somewhere, that's what the dad thinks is happening, um, but then this whole idea of like, okay dad I have to kind of kill you or fight you so that I can like stop you and get the rings was a little bit more basic but I suppose the way that the film went about it with all this crazy like dragon stuff and the wall that was getting punched with the rings that was cool so it was a bit of a that that particular element of the whole like okay now I have to fight you dad because we disagree on this thing I like the way it all played out and the way it all finished but it 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 had a basic idea with an interesting execution i think and the thing that really helped that was the the elements of the actual shang chi characters which was things like these dragons and then the whole soul sucking thing and these bird creatures whatever that were coming out of this wall and then the rings themselves 
Um, because other other than maybe like Thor's hammer and what else is what else, what else is kind of similar to the way that because that's that's the thing that I was most fascinated by in this film was the way that the rings worked. Um. I'm just trying to think, because, like, in terms of that sort of... It's almost like a lightning bolt type of shot, isn't it? Like, when, when the ring is actually getting shot, which reminds me of the way that Thor can use his hammer in a certain way. Of course, if you look at the Infinity War uh, fight scene near the end, that's obviously he does a big slam with that. It, it, it kind of reminded me of that a little bit. And there's a couple of scenes where uh, one of the Shang-Chi characters... I think it was the son that did it. It might have been the dad. It might have been both of them, actually. At some point, they both, um, for for two different reasons and two different scenes, they they do that thing where they shoot up into the air and then uh, slam on the ground. So it kind of reminded me of that a little bit. So I was trying to think once the once we started seeing the rings in in use and everything, I started thinking about which Avengers are sort of similar to that. I mean, I guess Captain Marvel can kind of do blasts that are similar to that. Um, but no, Thor's hammer is probably the most similar thing. I mean, you got like Iron Man's blasters. That's not really the same thing. Plus, that's more sort of tech-based. Um, Hawkeye's got arrows. That's nothing like that. Spider-Man's got webs. That's nothing like that. Um, I mean, we'll see what the Eternal... Because the, the Eternal's characters, in terms of their um, abilities, I think are going to be a little bit similar to Shang-Chi's in a certain way. Just that sort of like power type of thing that you've you've got going on um it's just different to sort of like a captain america that is throwing a shield and a spider-man that's shooting webs and, and and that sort of thing but i i liked it i thought that was uh that was pretty good but no really good fight scenes with that like the train one was really good you got the um what's his name um razor fist i thought he was quite cool a, a little a little bit again sort of like if you look at the fundamental design of that character it's like okay he's got a blade on his arm um but i i like the reveal of that as well the way that because he was fighting with a couple of people about this pendant that shang chi's got and you've got um what was her name katie that's like confused about what's going on and everything um and then this guy gets up, reveals his arm, and it's like, okay, he's got, like, something on the end of that arm, clearly. And we didn't know what it was. I suppose if you've read the comics or something, you probably know what was going on there. But as somebody who hasn't, that was a nice surprise. And then gets this blade out and starts fighting Shang-Chi as well. That was uh, that was pretty cool. So, um, other things as well, apart from the Abomination stuff, which was quite short in of itself anyway... But that was an interesting little tie. I think that is a little bit of a nod to She-Hulk coming up. Because that's the first time that we've seen Abomination since the Hulk films. So that was sort of... But yeah, I felt like that was just a way to establish... Okay, Abomination's back. He sort of went through this... Uh, one of the portals with um, Wong. So I think that's just sort of uh, pinpointing him again... Uh, to uh, let us, well, not let us know that she's going to be in She-Hulk, but we know he's going to be in She-Hulk, and it's just a way to sort of tell us the characters back, if you get what I mean. But uh, I thought that was good as well. The MCU is just really good at doing that sort of stuff, isn't it? Just uh, setting up its own world. And I, I try not to think too much about what DC's doing during these films, but I look at the cool stuff that the uh, that the MCU is doing, 
of like with Shang Chi and all these cool characters and setting things up and making interesting different stories with interesting different characters. And don't get me wrong, DC's got interesting different characters. I mean, they've got Batman and Superman, you know, and then obviously Wonder Woman and everybody else. I just wish that what we're witnessing with with the MCU and the connected universe and these little stories that sort of well, not little stories, these stories that kind of like pin things for later and then show them later even something as small as like hey abomination's here you heard she was going to be in she hulk he's here for a quick little fight and then he's off but you know he's back like that's just a little wink to sort of remember him yep he's back he's going to be in that thing here he is you'll you'll see him later even something as small as that because we didn't need to see abomination in this film we could have just had him show up in she hulk but it's just those little touches of like this thing you know it's going to be here. We're just going to show you this thing quickly. Pin that for later. And then you'll see it later. And then like back to the rest of our story. Um, I like the way that they do that. Which is cool. Especially like he's involved with Wong. And whatever's going on there. And we know that Wong is involved with Doctor Strange. And we know that Doctor Strange is involved with Spider-Man. So what does that mean? And then there's She-Hulk later. And then this signal thing at the end of the film. With the, the scene and everything. And then like Captain Marvel's got to go off and do something. It's... There's so many interesting little different things going on. And I just... I just wish that DC was doing the same thing. I do. Um, but they're not. And we have no control over that. So, um, Anything else I want to talk about? Spoilers. Uh, I want to talk about a um, big moment for um, Katie actually. She sort of just arrives at this place with Shang-Chi. She starts learning how to use a bow and arrow. Um, and she starts hitting a few shots. I like the way they told this story actually with Katie. She was sort of supposed to be, like, she she's the one that's kind of, not the damsel in distress, but the one that's like, Shang-Chi sort of, okay, you go off and, like, run on this scaffolding thing or, or run away and I'll try and fight off the bad guys because she wasn't trained to fight in the same way that Shang-Chi is, which makes sense. Why would she fight a bunch of whatever these people were, sort of ninja-esque sort of characters? Um, why would she do that when she's not trained to fight in the same way that Shang-Chi is? Um... And then she gets her sort of own badass moment in the film later on with shooting the dragon in the neck. But that's built up to fairly well with like her learning how to use the bow and arrow. She starts shooting a couple of hits. And even when um, she first sort of steps up to the plate, so to speak. And um, you can see, I can't remember the guy's name, but it was this like el- this older guy, wasn't it? The way he looks at Katie of like, oh god, she's here. What what's she gonna what's she gonna do? <laughs> And then uh, she ended up kind of being the one to, to arguably the one to save the day. Shang-Chi had a uh, choice to make with um, his sister, uh, Zayling. And they're both sort of holding on to this dragon. And then, like, we sort of see, okay, he's got to kind of let go of her and then fight this dragon. But he decides not to. So Katie helps out with the situation. But then them sort of showing, even when those dragon, not dragon creatures, those sort of bird creatures, whatever they were, they're coming over. She shoots a couple of shots. And then she gets her moment of shooting the dragon. It's uh, it's really good. And then that sort of gets paid off at the end of the film. With her almost kind of joining Shang-Chi on the journey. You know, She's had her journey to uh, become a better fighter. And have her moment. And then she goes off in the portal with, uh, with Shang-Chi later. With um, um, Wong there as well. So that was, uh, that was really cool. And then like... <laughs> Them explaining to their friends about what had happened. Uh, their names are... I did see them in this list. Um, I think it's So and John. 
they're uh, at these uh, drinks together in the restaurant and then Wong opens this <laughs> portal and uh, tell you what there's a few times I chuckled during this film as well I, I did laugh a good bit and uh, most of it was to do with Katie's character um, and he's like hey are you Shang-Chi and he's like yep I'm here I'm present and then he goes through the portal I thought that was great so yeah overall a good film a really good film there is um i suppose in a way if i look back on that basic stuff that i talked about it wasn't as bad as what i initially felt because some of it is progressed through ideas that are more interesting than the basic idea of what that thing is so what what i mean by that is you've got the basic sort of you know father versus son you're good i'm bad i need to beat you but then that feeds into like the way that the rings work and the thing with the mother and is she there is she not um and him training him and the journey that they went on so they did take certain basic ideas i think and elevate them i think that's the way that i'd ultimately look at that so anyway um that's uh, a long enough review i think uh, let me know what you thought of shang chi what did you think of the characters what do you think of the inclusion in, into the mcu for this character something just different for the mcu to do something different for comic from for comic book films as well uh did you like the fighting angle what did you think of the rings i thought they were a really cool idea is there any other characters that you can think of that have similar weaponry to the the rings obviously i thought of uh, thor and stuff uh, let me know if there's any characters you can think of that sort of do that and um yeah just let me know your thoughts overall on the film and everything i talked about matthew at entertainmenttalk.org twitter etalk uk there's a contact page and information in your show notes so yeah i think we got two left for the year which is i'm pretty sure it's eternals and of course the tv show with hawkeye because obviously we've got venom coming up but venom's got nothing to do with any of this so um venom venom isn't even going to have spider-man in it so um oh no Sp- speaking of spider-man yeah spider-man's december 17th isn't he isn't it he his his film uh so i guess yeah there's three things left um for some reason when i was thinking of doctor strange and spider-man i was just thinking of next year i guess because of the doctor strange film but yeah spider-man's the end of this year isn't it so uh, i guess three more things to come um that's going to be interesting actually with with the multiverse and this like signal thing and the eternals on the way and then the doctor strange spider-man stuff um yeah could be cool could be really really cool so we'll see anyway in the meantime you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org uh tv video games films and manchester United podcast look out for all of that if you like what you've heard you want to support more of what we do um, you can uh, also uh, just check out more episodes that we've got on the website entertainmenttalk.org and you can find us as well on your, on your favourite podcast platform uh, you can also just tell other people that you know about the website and what we do to find us on podcast platforms just tell them about entertainment talk in general word of mouth, social media um, Facebook, Twitter, that kind of stuff as well uh, Patreon, $1, $3 level tiers ad free podcast review options so check that out as well if you'd like to uh, for your TV and film news, of course, all your Marvel stuff, uh, TV and film, obviously the Disney Plus shows, or any just other TV and film news, David's got you covered, geektown.co.uk and Geektown Radio. Those episodes for Geektown Radio post on Tuesdays, so look out for those. But listen to this week's episode still, it's only from two days ago, so go and check that one out. Um, for Bex, you can find her streaming daily pretty much over on Twitch, Trista Bytes, Trista, B-Y-T-E-S, go and give her a follow. Over there, you can also follow me on Twitter as well, eTalkUK, for all my different streams. And if you miss any of mine, you can find them archived later on YouTube, Entertainment Talk Plays. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>